get anxiety. They get suicidal thoughts and mental illness. Maybe instead of saying man up, we should say it's okay to talk about it. So, hi guys. We didn't know uh, Colin had been delayed, uh, but he had sent me a message on social media, but I hadn't been able at the time to, to read it. And we were just you know, letting you guys know a wee bit about Colin, and then the bit about the Kate Wars came about. <laughs> Oh, you're recording, are you? So, Val. Yes. Uh, talking about Colin. Colin. The cake. The cake. We are the caterpillar. The caterpillar cake. We are talking about caterpillar cakes now, aren't we? Unfortunately, Colin... Um, has been delayed. Has been delayed. And we've got a chucking out time here at the Rio Centre in Newport yeah. due to the COVID restrictions. We do. So we can't wait for him. So we did have we did have some questions lined right. up for Colin. But what I'm gonna do, Val, I'm gonna leave it on Zoom just in case he suddenly appears. Yeah, I think that'd be a good idea. I think that's a good idea, just in case. Yes. Um, so Colin, as we said earlier, is from Glasgow. He lives in Liverpool. Um, Colin um, will be the first to say uh, he has bipolar. Yes. And obviously, with bipolar. And in my experiences with people I supported, it's more often than not they're on the downer, they're very rarely on the manic part. But that's probably down to medication. I'm just talking about mm. my, I'm just talking about my experience. Yeah, no, no, you're talking from your experience in the community. Yes. Um, from my experience for acute admissions to the psychiatric wards, mm -hmm. most people were admitted, um, during their manic. Phase. Well, okay. Um, I know. I know it's not called manic depression anymore. I'm very no. old-fashioned, bipolar. So, they, they were nine times out of ten, they were admitted during one of their manic phases, mm -hmm. um, because they'd obviously put themselves at risk or others at risk. So the people I nursed in the primary in the acute care were usually quite high, um, and they hadn't. You know, they they. We also found a lot of people with bipolar that when they start feeling better, they think they don't need to take their meds anymore. No. Um, and then obviously their mood elates and elates and elates, uh -huh. and then they don't realise that they really should be taking their medication. No. Um, so, yeah, so from my aspect, I usually nurse people in their manic phase where you mm. were looking after people in yeah. their managed, yeah. more depressed. Now, in regards to, to Colin, I'm going to ask you this, right? So, he's a Liverpool fan, but he's done a lot of work with Everton in the community, and he's even got like their tagline, I can't remember what it is now. And also he's got... And he's also got... Um, oh, hold on, he's, he's just come in. Oh, he's just come in? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Good morning. Afternoon. Hi. Afternoon, sorry, my apologies. Can can you hear me? 
<laughs> ah. <laughs> Brilliant. How you do? How you doing, mate? So there's a bit of a, a delay. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah. It's weird. Aye. It, it, it reminds it reminds me of that comedian Norman Collier. <laughs> yeah, okay, no worries. Sorry about this, guys. We're just having a little bit of technical issues. Um, It's slightly delayed, but we'll, 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 we'll just go with it, okay? Yeah, no problem at yeah. uh, This is my friend Val. Hi, I am here. Um, hi. hi. For obvious social distance policies, yeah, I really don't want to be wearing a mask while I'm interviewing, so I am here though, okay? And this is our friend, this is our friend... Shares and her son Lucas Jack. Hello. <laughs> oh no. Oh my. No, no, you've now got... someone's ringing us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, best laid plans, eh? Uh, why are you answering your door, Colin? What's the. Uh, you got like a football scarf and the tops behind you. What are they? Just out of interest. Yeah. Um, I've got it. Uh, the leg behind me. This, this is the Liverpool Football Therapies away shots. We thought that. Is, uh, the, the, the local organisation that I run. Uh huh. Behind it, Scottish one. Oh. Uh-huh. Lincolnshire United, which was um, a team that brought together uh, rival fans from Celtic and Rangers to make one team. Uh, Brilliant. Green and blue. Uh huh. Uh, I put my boots up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I, uh, Colin, I'm gonna start. We're gonna start asking you some questions now. Is that okay? Yeah. Right. So you're getting me first, all right? So it's Val again. So Colin, for people that don't know about you, would you be able to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, um, name's Colin Dolan. I'm originally from Glasgow. Um, I came to Liverpool 27 years ago. Uh, I've lived most of my time in Liverpool. I've, I've moved I've moved around a little bit, but. Uh, I've made Liverpool definitely my home. Um, I've always been involved in football uh, my whole life, from a, a kid playing in uh, young teams. And uh, as, I, as I got older, I started playing for better football clubs. I had a few games at uh, semi-professional level as well, um, just for a, a couple of clubs. I didn't really settle. I had, um, I did have mental health issues. 
issues uh, very early on. Uh, it, was, it was quite obvious to myself, but I was hiding them from everyone, and uh, I ignored them for a long time. Uh, sadly, when I got to um, 22, um, it got too much for me, and uh, yeah. I tried to take my life. Yeah. I took an overdose, and uh, thankfully I was found just in the nick of time. I rushed to the hospital and had my life saved. Um, after that, I, I basically ignored all medical advice. I ignored um, the psychiatrist. I ignored the people telling me that I had to take medication. I thought I could handle it myself. And my way of handling it was uh, drinking too much and doing too much cocaine. Uh, oh, sorry, doing cocaine. No. Um, but uh, to my long time to get where I am today, um, about 10, 10 years ago while I was living in Spain, while I was living in Madrid, I had a, a second bad spell uh, within six months, a sort of period of six months of depression due to my bipolar. Um, this is straight after I'd had a, a period of mania where I was um, just living in a massive I was partying constantly. Uh, when the depression had the second time, I thought, well, I, I, I wouldn't go into this. Um, and I, I had been seen a psychiatrist, and I just said to her, look, I need to get a hospital down for him, where I And she got me into a, a hospital where they, they looked after me for uh, about eight weeks. And it was, uh, it was a bit of a turning point, an eye-opener. That I wasn't the only person that was suffering the way I was because of uh, all the... So I came across all sorts of different types of mental illnesses in the hospital. They got me on medication immediately. I stuck with them. And when I came out, I decided, I decided that I was not drinking. And I certainly wasn't going to do drugs anymore. Um, the drinking side, I stuck with it for three years. Didn't have a pint, didn't have any drink at all for three years. Now I drink, I drink moderately. I'm not stupid with it anymore. Uh, I certainly wouldn't touch cocaine at all. And I asked Everton if I 
do any more to get involved and go to more sessions. And I went from playing one two-hour session a week to playing five two-hour sessions a week. So I played every day of the week. And I got myself fit, started travelling around the country and representing Everton at various tournaments. And um, luckily enough, we got selected to go and play ball them um, around Europe as well. Where we won three European Championships. So really good time. I was volunteering with them as well. Mm. Um, it really did put my eyes to mental health and how well football could, how much football could do for people. Um, while I was injured one time, I was waiting on a, an operation on my spine, and um, I'd been talking to other people online. I'd made friends as I travel around the country, mm-hmm. other programs, and I thought, why are they not connecting with each other and sharing best practice? Uh,
play at a higher level. It happens all the time. Um, but it's going well. I love it. Um, I'm just about to um, launch with the Mental Health Football Association. I'm about to launch the Mental Health Football Association League Cup. The first one is being held in Liverpool on the 22nd of May. And then it's going to be the same format is going to be travelling around the UK every three months from then on. Uh, we've already got Glasgow booked up. Uh, we have uh, trip to Swindon. I work with Swindon Town on that one, and trip to Belfast, and then we'll have one in Wrexham, North Wales, and then then back to the that takes to next May. So uh, I'll be I'll, I'll keep continuing to add on new venues, and hopefully through the course of the next two three years, we'll cover all the major cities and towns. And every organisation uh, within the mental health sector that uses football will all have a chance to play in one of my league cups all the country. Um, but my thing is now, it's find some money for it. I find a sponsorship. Um, just to do in the process, we are uh, uh, a non mental health football association. It's not a charity, it's not a CIC, it's an unregistered. Something I can't, I can't recall is despite legally uh, off top bed, but today we're going to register as a charity. So we'll be a charity as from yes. the day for work arrives, yes. which means gives me a better opportunity to apply for funding uh, rather than relying on businesses to, to sponsor it. Um, but we're going to make a big fuss about it. But, um, we should. A number of well-known faces and personalities uh, within football. Um, and TV that want to get behind it and uh, promote it as much as possible um, because at the end of the day it's all about uh, saving people's lives and if, uh, if we can stop one person taking their own life it's worthwhile yeah. um, and that's I dedicate my life to that I gave up earlier 11, 10 years ago a volunteer I happily volunteer for the rest of my life if it means saving people's lives Colin can I just Um, it's not often I don't interrupt people as Richie will tell you but that is the most amazing story ever and I think it's one of the most courageous stories we've heard in a long time Definitely. and my admiration for you um, you're right we all suffer from you know some form of mental illness Um, us guys here wouldn't be doing walking blether um, if you know if we didn't feel that we need to raise the awareness of mental health issues um, our, our ethos is very similar to yours as well you almost copy ours we say if we can save one life then that's a job done also I would say Colin you've, you've answered quite a few of our questions I know we have no more already. To, <laughs> we have no more to ask you we've got one or two left so I'm going, I'm going to pass you on to Richie because you've answered all my questions um, but I just wanted to say you know Thank you, and thank you for your honesty. Um, I think it's, I always say it's better, it's better to hear from a fellow peer um, the difficulties yeah. that they've had and the truthfulness that they can bring to the table rather than, you know, some famous yeah. celebrity talking about something they mm. don't really know about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Richie and I were having a little conversation earlier about bipolar Um and Richie nursed people in the community, and I nursed people at the acute stage. Um, 
So I was I nursed people that, you know, thought they were better and were refusing to take their medication because they were better now and, you know, were in quite a manic stage at that time where Richie looked after people who, you know, are a bit like yourself now, you know, had, you know, taken control of the illness and won't let the illness beat them. They'll beat the illness, you yeah. know. Um, but just yeah, thanks again for your honesty. Myself. Yeah, I know myself. I'll never be cured. No. And um, I, I, I'm, I go. I mean, I'm still in depression just now. There's no doubt about it. I have some. You're right through it all. Uh, I still have suicidal thoughts. And I'll, I'll consent. That'll continue. I'll have the mania sometime as well. I know, but I've just had to come accept it. And when it gets to the stage where I feel suicidal, try and just do something there and then to stop it. Um, that's, that's that's the best I can do. And you yeah, and, you know, the words of wisdom that you're bringing to us today at the table and to, obviously, you know, your foundation at Everton is just amazing. Um, and, you know, you're, how, how do you put it? Playing, you're working by your own rules or you're showing, you're showing, you're leading by example is the words I'm looking for, sorry. Yeah, you're, you, so if you've got 100 people coming to your meetings three times a week, you know, you're leading them by example. And then yeah. they don't feel so uncomfortable because, you know, if Colin says it's all right, then, yeah, it's all right to be not all right. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. I'm going exactly. to pass you over to Richie. He's got a couple of final questions he wants to ask. Uh, I think I do. You think you do? <laughs> <laughs> Colin, forming the association, how has it helped um, fans in the area of Liverpool with their mental health, do you think? Um, so yeah, the both clubs 
for you and then also in the, in Liverpool I mean it's been, I know it's been bad everywhere but has it been for you yeah, in particular um, for, for me personally I'll be honest I, because of um, because of my depression I hardly noticed that Conscious of time, Colin, because on the Zoom we've not got very much time left, and I've still got quite a few more questions for you. Um, so if it, if, if if it gets cut out, we can do, we can maybe meet at another time. But I'll see what we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens anyway. Um, one question I've got is, uh, how would you explain your first experience of being a public speaker? Along with uh, quite a number of other people, 
done it plenty of times before. However, I was the only person um, that was actually speaking from the point of view of I had survived suicide attempts. Um, and when it was just um, just before I went to speak, I explained this to a, someone, a fellow, fellow uh, contributor to the session, and they were absolutely shocked that I had the courage to stand up and talk about it. And I, and I just said, well, if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And uh, I, I felt it just had to be done. It had to be said. I have to get my story out there. I have to let people, people do, that, for, for no reason whatsoever, not, not their own fault, they're not educated on mental ill health. No. They don't know how bad it can really be and how you have, what you, the thing, the strength you go through to survive it. Um, and I, I, I just felt that those people need to know, but also to also let people who may be suffering don't don't want to tell people. Let them know. Look, if I can do it, so can you. And yeah. That's the reason why I did it. But I I I know I know fear doing it whatsoever because I, I felt I had to do it. Mm. Okay. Um, can you explain to us, Colin, about the World Health Innovation Summit? Is it? Because uh, I get so many different answers to what, what we actually do. Uh, basically, it's, a, it's coming together of innovative people within the medical profession, physical and mental, um, and it's sharing ideas and best practice worldwide. Um, and we do a lot of um, promotion of new services that are available in various countries and try and Try and get them adopted in countries that may need them more. Okay. Uh, I couldn't give you an example, but I know that we've got doctors just constantly from all around, just constantly communicating with each other. My sector is uh, simple. I, I, t- I constantly talk about every NHS, doesn't matter which country, as every, whether there's a health service, whether there's a mental health service, has, please spend some money on giving the people a physical activity to do in the park. Sometimes, preferably with a football. Um, that's what I'm always pushing, uh, and it picks up. I, 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 I was uh, I was very much in hand to help uh, launch a, a mental health football program in Uganda. Um, okay. So yeah, it, 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 it's what this spread, and it's uh, and that's a lot down to the the innovation summit, but also um, it was a hand with everyone got involved in that one as well. So yeah. We all sort of pull together to exchange mm-hmm. ideas yeah. and, uh, and encourage each other uh, through um, innovation and inspiration. Okay. One last question for you, Colin. Why does a Liverpool fan have Everton tattoos on him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a Palace fan and I wouldn't have a Brighton tattoos on me. I'm a Dundee uh, fan and I certainly wouldn't have a United tattoo. <laughs>
I would have survived. I probably would be dead. Therefore, I'd probably be in the gutter. So, yeah, um, very proud. Wow. Well. Imagine your goals. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of it. What about your, your mates, the Liverpool fans? They must give you some banter, <laughs> eh? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great talking point in the pubs. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> Brilliant. And the thing is, because I'm a volunteer at Everton, at Everton the community, um, there's a lot of time I'm walking about wearing Everton the community colours and uh. their, their equipment, and people just assume I'm an Everton. <laughs> and then they see me in a t shirt, they see the two and they go, Well, you must be. I'm not. <laughs> no, I definitely don't do orange, Colin. I definitely don't do orange. I said I definitely don't do orange, Colin. I'm afraid. No, I don't. I know. <laughs> um, you got anything else, Richie? You're from Glasgow, but you've got quite a strong Scouse accent there. You do. Not having. No way. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's offended, then, look. The the Glasgow oh, twang's God. there, but it's not. There's a wee, there's a there's wee. There's a lot of Liverpool in you. Uh huh. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. yeah. Take it from us sitting here in Dundee today. When I lived in Glasgow, because I was uh, because I've always spoken politely, and I come from a rough part of Glasgow. I don't come from the posh part. No. I, come, I, I was originally born, I was born in Bridgeton. And brought up in the East End, oh, near uh-huh. in a place called Deakwood. So I'm an East End boy in Glasgow, um, but I've always spoke um, politely, and because I spoke politely, I got I, they tried to bully me in school and called me a wee poof. That was it. Because I spoke politely, you got your sexuality. You know, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, even when I go back to Glasgow now, uh, any time I go back to Glasgow, I get Glaswegians laughing at me because I'm polite. <laughs> <laughs> There's Sorry, nothing wrong with being polite, that's for sure. I mean, I'm originally from Croydon, Colin, and when I go down south, because I'm so used to the Scottish accent, it takes me like a day or two <laughs> to get used to the English accent again. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, hey, what? <laughs> I've got, I've got friends, friends that I've met to be put up in Glasgow, and uh, when they're on the phone and they speak slang, I've got, I've got a clue. Uh-huh. I've no idea what they're saying. Uh, it sounds it just, it's, it's terrible to think it's it but it does it sounds like Rab Cena has been oh I love Rab Cena oh that was fab wasn't uh, it and that's it that's what my Glaswegian knows Colin I'm really really aware of our Zoom I'm really really aware of our Zoom time so I just want to say on behalf of me Shez and Richie it's been an absolute pleasure really thanks has. again for the courage of speaking out and lastly Please, can we get an invite to your tournament in Glasgow? We will get a team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We want to be in the novice league, though. Okay, we don't want to be in the professional yeah. league. Yeah, you know the, um, you know the uh, Aaron Aaron that runs uh, Time to Tackle. Do we know who? Have you seen that one, one in Glasgow? No. no. Time to Tackle. Look up. Look up. Uh, 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 he's a uh, ex. Professional, he's a semi-professional footballer. Tried to take his own life uh, a couple of years ago. Oh, you mean? Really? Sorry. Yeah, I know Aaron. Uh, yes, I know. Oh yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah, he was at our, our oh, first walk and talk in Dundee. That's right. Yes
Well, we I'm, want I'm, our I'm, invite. Welcome, Blether. We will oh, yeah. find a team somehow, there's, some some way, won't we? Yeah. Yes. There's, there's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of decent mental health teams, uh, organisations in Scotland that are running football projects. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I, I, hope, I really hope the Grampian Strikers are done whenever you want to go by there. Um, have you heard of them, the Grampian Strikers up in Aberdeen? No. no. Oh, no. They've, they've, oh, they've been for about ten years. Okay. In fact, look, I think they've been. Greg Fenton's doing it. It's quite non-professional. Um, it's on a Monday night, and it's just groups of guys coming together to play football for mental yep. health. Um, Greg's a really good friend of both mine and Richie, so um, I'm sure Greg will get involved with you. It's amazing. Dundee FCs is totally mentally healthy yeah. orientated as well.
anyone can come along and play football. Um, right. And the, the reason I do that, the reason I've always said that is, um, I I think immediately of three or four people that I've known for a while. Um, if they went along to the session and it was just a kickabout and it was anyone could join in, uh, then when you got some possibly more athletic people. Um, and I think that some people that have got mental health difficulties, issues, wouldn't feel they'd fit in and they might not come back again. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say when everyone comes, they, they, in the first 10 minutes when I do the introduction, I take them aside to spend 10 minutes with them, get their details, and I tell them that every single person here, including myself, is on a journey trying to find a way to cope or recover so you're not alone. So everyone gets told that. And no one's ever said to me, I've got wrong with me. So, I think we'll finish uh, on that really positive note yeah, there, Colin. Definitely. Really positive. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really appreciate Thank it. You. Good afternoon. Good luck. Good luck while you're prepared. Cheers, mate. Bye. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. He was so... Uh-huh. Yeah. I just... His courage, his faith, his belief in what he does, mm-hmm. and if we can be part of his dream, I would yeah. love it because his ethos is so similar to ours, Richie. If we could do, like, a yeah. Dundee Football Therapy group yes. here, fantastic. that would yeah. be brilliant. Definitely. I don't see why you we know, couldn't. I definitely agree. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. We've got too many plans in the pipeline. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and Betty you. wants to chuck us out the Rio. Yeah, we better go. So we better go. Mm-hmm. Um, not exploit our hospitality. No. But, yes, yeah, so guys, I'm going to finish up because Richie's swallowing his cup of tea. Uh-huh. Swallowing a cup of tea. Yes. Okay, there is yes. no sexual innuendo in that no, at all. No. Okay, so, yeah, so it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. And Lucas is out. <laughs> and to finish on our motto Helping people to help themselves Goodbye folks Cheers now, bye <laughs>